When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to the best of crunch time and there was only one topic on the menu at midday on Saturday as Joel Kane was joined by Mark Spud Carroll and Brendan Cowell. It was the Latrell Mitchell incident. Plays it, goes right side. Now Hutchison out the back to Walker. Quick hands to Tedesco. They've got the extra number. Manu, Manu, looking on the inside, was going to flick to the outside. Ball comes loose. I think that's ticked by Walker. Now he picks it up, throws it back into Satili. Satili's trying to get away from Gagai. Gagai can't do that. Brings him to ground eventually. No, they don't. Looked as though even his season was gone. Manu looking to break free. Leaves it behind, hoping. Hutchison to Walker, the quick hands to Tedesco. Now here's Manu. This is dangerous. Manu! That comes off Mitchell. Oh, Sam Walker playing a little bit of soccer. And it's play on. I think Latrell went for an intercept there and needed to make the play at the ball. Otherwise, Tedesco might have scored. Okay, so the moral of the story here, boys, and the reason we play the audio from Fox, the audio from Nine, the audio from SEN is this. All three coverages, including ours, and it was Jimmy Smith with SEN, all three coverages missed it. Not not one mm. of the three commentary teams in those clips mentioned the hit from Latrell Mitchell. Yet it's the biggest story we wake up to today. Mm. So it's come through here. 675. It's a high tackle reckless grade two. 675 points. So if he cops the six weeks, clearly his season's done. He can challenge it, but if he gets it wrong, it's going to be nine weeks. So if you think about this, South Sydney have got to play next week. And if they go out in straight sets in two weeks, he would start next year missing the first six games, which is massive for the season of South Sydney. So they've got some big decisions to make, boys. Um, Let's have a listen to what Trent Robinson had to say. It was the most animated press uh, conference that I can recall. Have a listen to this. I'm just baffled. He was down for how long? And then it took Joey to stand up and go and stick up for himself with a depressed fracture of the cheekbone. And then they still didn't want to do anything about it. Henry Perinara sitting in the bunker, didn't, didn't stop play, didn't do anything about it. Then Ashley asked them to play on and then the players went at it again. And then he just missed it completely. Perinara, who's supposed to know some footy, sitting up in the box and then doesn't do anything about it for maybe 30, 40, 50 seconds. Doesn't do a thing about it. Joey Manu does something about it. It's a common theme of this year about the NRL and the bunker not looking after our players. It's been clear for, um, they've changed two rules, two of the major rules this year based on the bunker and the referees doing nothing about it um, on Roosters players. And you can say I'm playing up about a Roosters player, but. The guy's off at hospital and then they get forced into finally making a call on it and then they send him for 10 in the bin. 10 in the bin. It's, it, was, it was laughable. It was that bad. It was almost laughable. They, don't know, they didn't know what they were doing. It was just 
How do you send that for 10 in the bin? A guy will finish the year based on a late shot to the head and, and it's 10 minutes in the bin. At which game? Like you, can't, you cannot make decisions if that's your decision. If you cannot do the job, get out of there. And it's shown that the NRL bunker cannot do their job this year. It's been a farce. It's been an absolute farce. This, without doubt, is the biggest story in rugby league this year, in my opinion. This is the biggest story right now in rugby league this really? year. Here's what Wayne Bennett had to say on Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, look, Latrell plays on the edge, you know, and that's what makes him a great player to watch. You know, he's a he's a wonderful player. You know, you won't... Um, I can look at that incident and go, look, of course that's Latrell needs to get that out of his game. I'm not... I'm angry at him for that incident. I'm not... You know, um, I absolutely love him. And I was so frustrated at that point. He's just cost one of his good mates the rest of the season and fractured his cheekbone. You know, and that, it's not on, you know, it, it really hurts. Um, but also, you know, Luttrell plays the game in a certain way and, you know, it, it frustrates uh, opposition fans and it would have frustrated ours, but we got to enjoy him for a, a long period of time as well. But. Um, you can't hit someone high with that force and and and, and not suffer the consequences. What well, Trent's think? got a couple of those players himself that he coaches, so I don't know what he's looking over the fence at us for. We'll handle our own situation and we'll, we'll address it if we have to. Well, that's all emotion, isn't it? The moment gets to them. Um, yeah, it's, it's about being disciplined enough not to let that happen, but I'm, I'm sure... Um, you know, they get to write another chapter in the book of feuds between the Roosters and, and South Sydney, and I'm sure Russell will enjoy that part of it. OK, boys, we're going to have our say in just a sec. Uh, before we do so, let's just close this out with what... So we've heard from both coaches. Uh, we've heard the commentary where it wasn't picked up from SEN, it wasn't picked up from Fox or Channel 9 at the time. Is that some kind of defence for South Sydney? Maybe not, maybe so, who knows? But uh, before we have our say on this, let's have a listen to what the panellists at Fox and both Channel 9 had to say. Yeah, no surprise that, that he's gone to hospital. You, that, as you said, Jess, you could see immediately that he was, he was in trouble and, and the, the injury was serious. I, the, the, the more times you look at it, you know, and I was happy at, at live as it happened that, you know, I, I thought, well, it's a, it's a sin bin offence, but the more you look at it, you, you couldn't argue. If, if Latrell was sent off, well, that, I don't think there's many that would say, well, he didn't deserve to be sent off does not miss him and we can sit here we're not part of the match review panel but yeah he's in trouble if he had been sent off would you would you have argued that no i wouldn't have no no i was sitting there watching i said that's at least a sin bin Mm. um and then the send off is potentially what the other would go to but you know 10 minutes in the sin bin i think it's going to be a lot longer on the sidelines after that i I don't think it was intentional i think it was careless Uh, i think he was being extremely aggressive but at the end of the day that's what rugby league is it's an aggressive sport and you're not out there to make friends you're out there to inflict pain on his opposition where he can legally of course uh he sneaked up a little bit high there and he'll be charged for it but i I don't think it was an intentional high hit i don't think he meant to do it i think it was an accident and you know hopefully he's charged accordingly with the careless i think it'll be a careless eye tackle um, hopefully it's not uh, what he got charged with last time. That's automatically a 50% loading on top of it. Look, it's an interesting one. Everyone who's played the game, particularly at this level, would understand what's happened with this collision. Joey Manu is really upset because he knows he's badly injured and that's probably going to leave his team short for the rest of the season. And Latrell Mitchell, there'll be a lot of people home calling for his head, particularly people that have never played the game or been in a position like he was defending his try line like there. 
and I agree with Paul Gallen, and, and the blokes that have played the game probably understand it, that not everything goes to plan sometimes. And when you watch it on replay and in slow motion, it looks so horrible. But it's such a fraction of a section between getting a, a tackle right and a tackle wrong. And he's got this wrong. He's made contact with the head, and that's what it is. We didn't see it in commentary. And you have a look. It's two metres from the touch judge. It, it, it happened that quick. If he's protecting his try line, and it just it sort of happens. So that, that's people who played the game. And you blokes have played yeah. the game at the highest level. And you know, and you know it can go wrong. It can go wrong so quickly, can't it? 100%. And Manu's obviously seriously hurt. Now, there's ramifications for this. People who have never been in that position saying that this is a, a blatant out at attack and, you know, and a vicious attack on someone just don't understand how wrong these things can go on the spur of the moment. OK, so we've heard it from uh, some of the biggest commentators in the game, both the coaches. We saw it. Uh, have your say. What do you think? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the call line. You can text as well, 0457-736-736. Spud, from all of that, what were your key takeaways? Oh, first here, Coach Robertson, I love the way he talks. He just loves his players and he's hurting. Um, and it was truth. He's going to cop 10 grand for yeah. that when he doesn't deserve. I reckon everyone in the game should put in a dollar each and cover his fee because he, he deserved to say that. It was there. And, and, and then Joey said, mate, he was two metres away from a linesman. What's he doing on the job? But um, things happen in rugby league. Does he, did he intentionally go out there to try and maim him? No, he didn't. But he hit him on the bloody chin. He didn't hit him on the chin. He hit him on the cheekbone. Mm. That's head high. And I thought it was a send-off. What did you make of the, the six weeks for the early plea? Do you Mate, like that? I've been saying all year, and you know, I've been retired now 21 years. Some of the hits I used to do, I would have got weeks for, yeah. but it's a new era, yes. okay? And the rules of the game, mate, you don't touch any part of the head. Um, minimum six weeks. Minimum. None of this bloody loading bullshit. I'm, yeah. I'm over the loading. It should be a minimum six weeks. That was probably deserved eight to ten. Okay, uh, BC, what was your key takeaways there? Yeah, you can just hear with everybody's differing opinions that, there's a lot of feeling from different parts of the game. And I think, you know, we've got this two-horse race with Melbourne Storm and the Panthers. Suddenly, the Rabbitohs go, you know, don't, don't, don't disregard us, manly. Don't disregard us. And then you see this champion, Latrell Mitchell, who we just all fall in love with. And we all want him to do well. And we see him have this great state of origin you know, and become right in the centre of state of origin. And then last night I was seeing him doing the ads for vaccination and and being a spokesman for Indigenous players. And I thought, that's going to have this incredible effect mm. on Indigenous people and young people going, do you know what? Latrell said get vaccinated. And I was sitting there thinking, "What? look at what this bloke's become. And then the next thing I know, he's, he's off. Yeah. And you go, oh, no. But then he came back out after the 10 minutes and he, he scored the try. And he tried to, you know, throw a ball through a bloke's head. And you think... that. I feel like there must be something between the Roosters and Rabbitohs or something with the reason why he left the Roosters. He seemed to want to do some, do some damage. Mm. And the thing was, you saw him at the, at the end after the game was over and he shook everyone's hands. And then he was just on his own for a second. And you saw him go, oh, shit, I probably didn't need to do all that. You know, mm. because he'd heard him on the scoreboard. They won 54 to 12. He scored two tries. He laid a couple on. Yeah. That's how you hurt the Roosters. Yeah. You destroy them on the scoreboard. And I thought there was something else in that game. And I, I just thought, you know, Gus Gould, I, I, you know, I don't play professional rugby league, but I could see that was bad. I don't think you need to drive Formula One to know what a car crash is. You know what I mean? And I think, I think we re if he turns his head, Joey Mano, hits him in the skull and he's in a coma, what's that mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we all going, oh, you know? He re and I, I don't think he was protecting his line because he was running diagonally at the bloke. You know, I don't know. It, it, it's, I can't really think about the hit. I don't want to watch it again. 
Uh, text lines lit up to 0457 736 736. Hi, boys. As a South supporter, Latrell is quite possibly the most talented player mm. I have seen, yeah. but we might not get to see those amazing talents in a South jumper the way he is going. Mark from Mortdale. What I will say to that, Mark, is he missed out last year's final series, which hurt you, and that was through injury. But what goes against him here? Now, let, let, let's rewind the tape. Let's say that Latrell Mitchell, and all the commentators missed it, and Latrell Mitchell cleans out Joey Manu, and at that point, he immediately goes over, embraces Manu, takes care in Manu, are you okay, mate? And really, really shows some empathy, right? And then doesn't follow it up with the slamming down of the ball on mm. Fletcher Baker and that carry on. I think today we look at it very differently. Oh, and we absolutely. go, and there's a lot more empathy towards Latrell Mitchell. And we say, well, you know what? That was something, as Gus says, something that went wrong. But the fact that he had that fire, in the that chest. brimstone yeah. in the chest, the throwing yeah. down of the ball when he comes on Fletcher Baker. He led with the shoulder. No, Nobody shows any compassion this morning no, no. to Latrell Mitchell, which basically ensures, and at the end of the day, boys, judiciary, match review, they're human. So if you see somebody show some empathy and he's cuddling Manu, a former teammate, yeah. and he's in there and he's not slamming a ball down and maybe they keep him off the field, maybe the best thing for Wayne Bennett was to keep him off the field because to recognise how fired up he was, mm. maybe the, the char- that, that could be the difference, you know, between a careless charge and a reckless charge. Yeah. Yeah. The carry-on after says, no, well, that was reckless. Have a go yeah. the way he wanted the blokes carrying there, on. There was something personal going on. That's right. I, I, I think I, I yeah. heard um, Wendell Saylor say it this morning that it, it mm. got personal out there. There's something else yeah. going on. Sorry, Spud. No, he's, no, I'm just going to agree with you, Drennan. He's got a bit of hatred. Everyone you see him play at the Roosters, he's always got that bit of extra, which yeah. is, I love it too. Like, yeah. he's playing against his former club, but there's times and a place to do that. But um, if... But you ever look at the Canberra player, what, three weeks ago when he took off uh, the 5'8's head for Melbourne Storm? He got six weeks, but because he was a good boy, but he showed remorse. He went over some money. Corey, so Corey Harrow, we were in He Ira. got three weeks. Yeah. Slap on the wrist for that. He should have been, that should have been six weeks. Yeah. Not, give him, not give him any time off. It was a six week thing. But Latrell, the thing about cameras these days, it's, they're so quick to do a replay. Yeah. And they've got replays. They're set for, as you know, in the camera work, mate, they've got angles from everywhere. And every yeah. angle was absolutely horrible. It was flush. Wasn't a chin; it was a cheekbone. His yeah. shoulder was up. You and can't I'm, do it. And just hit him. The, the toughest thing about this sport is is, is strength against strength. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and if and if he does, he can still hit a bloke really hard. He still could have floored him, but don't put your shoulder up there. He's, I mean, this is it can have effects for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Manu's had a, such a beautiful season. You can just see Trent going. This is a Greek tragedy, the Roosters' mm. season. It's just gone bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. He's just sitting there going, please, no more. And finally, Trent Robertson broke and just said, I Man. cannot take any more. <laughs> yeah. but, you know? but, but as a player, Joel, um, in that situation, the, the speed's going 100 mile an hour. There's a split second in it. But as you, it, it, but now they've got slow-mo and they slow the play down. You can see Manu, he's, he's slipping, he's falling. And it's hard as a rugby league player, as a tackler, to change your direction. Yeah. But there was intent there. He really wanted to hit him hard. Yeah. I'm Robbo's number one fan, and he's a great communicator. I remember as a youngster following him in the Dimmick's bookstores. He was just that kind of alluring sort of character. And I'm his number, number one fan. And I thought uh, 90% of what he said last yeah. night was absolutely on the money. However, I, I reckon he let himself down, Robbo, and maybe he would think this today. When he made it all about the Roosters, he started to say that if you're wearing a Roosters jumper and the Roosters of the world's against the Roosters, 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 he didn't need to go down that path. No. I, I don't think he – because I don't think the game is against the Roosters. It, they may feel that way, no. but the game is not against the Roosters. And I just think he he lost a little bit of cred on Especially that. this year, where it's kind of like somehow, you know, the Roosters, who, who have been much maligned, yeah. I guess, 
they're everyone's favourite sec- second favourite team this everyone's year. Everyone's cheering him on, and he's because performance. they're going. Look at what Tedesco's doing. Look at yeah. all these guys. Tedesco's playing six roles yeah. out there, six positions, and there's these young guys coming through. And the love for Sam Walker and Joe Mar and, and Jared Warrior Highgraves arguably having his best season ever. Like well, I think people have gone hats off to the Roosters. The depth is is amazing. So and also I, I think Wayne didn't read the room. I think Wayne Bennett really, <laughs> no. really, this was a horrible situation. It's not a time for to bring out the lulls. Welcome back to the best of crunch time. We had some Stephen Bradbury moments in sport and in entertainment and some of the diving that was going on in the Friday night matches. Have a listen. Well, there's a number of text messages coming through here. Mark from Mortdale. I think you have to play Blake Taff at fullback. Less disruptions. The Reptile, guys, guys, guys. I'll put young Blake Taft to fullback. He's a gun and has super leg speed. Blake Taft at fullback, boys. So they are getting around the young gun, Blake Taft. So they are all. One door closes, another opens in rugby league, I guess. So this could be the narrative now. This young bloke called Blake Taft goes, give me a shot. They got to a prelim last year, BC, and uh, they didn't have a Blake Taff. Uh, so yeah. they're a better team this yeah, year. Well, I was fortunate enough to call him in the New Smiles Cup this year. And I, I remember in commentary saying, this kid's too good for this league. He yeah, came out of New can, Zealand, didn't he? he yeah, but you can see players and you think, mate, what are you doing down here? Yeah, and he's, just right. been, he's been given an opportunity and uh, now it's time to strike. This is how it happens. This is the narrative and how it happens, isn't it? Well, so yeah. like, you know, there's these freakish accidents and then all of a sudden there's a gap. What are you going to do with it? It happens in rugby league. also happens in your game too, mate. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. It's the, the Stephen Bradbury effect of, of acting. You know what I mean? And and that and mm. I've accepted that many times in my life. I've got parts because six other blokes couldn't do it. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm going to give it everything I've got. It's like, it's like being on the bench, mate, and your best yeah. mate goes down with an injury. And it's, you don't, you know, it's true to say sorry, but at the back of the head, you go, mate, you're not getting your position back. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, us know, let us know some of the great Brad, like Bradbury chair, moments. It? It's like the chair. <laughs> I'll tell you what's coming. It's coming. Let us know some of the great Bradbury moments, whether it's in, uh, it may be in acting, it may be in sport, whatever yeah. the case may be, where, uh, and I've shared my Bradbury moment where St. George Illawarra thought, many of you listeners have already heard this story, where St. George Illawarra were watching me play, thinking they were watching another player who turned out to be Danny Badiris. Um, so they, they'd signed the wrong player. In fact, they're watching Danny Badiris think it was me. So they've signed me on the back of a Danny Badiris performance, sliding door, Bradbury well, moment. Did you, get so, his mo- did you get his money too, what, what he was worth? I got the you? red carpet. They thought I was his superstar coming through. Fantastic. Then they started to show me tapes of the yeah. trial, Spud, and they said, how do we get you back to doing that? Peter O'Sullivan, who was doing a recruitment. I said, Pete, you've just showed me half an hour of a tape of Danny Badiris. <laughs> he goes, well, that's who we wanted to sign. So Stephen Bradbury moment. So right. another one would be, um, you go back to South Sydney, winning the comp in 2014. Mm. And uh, Isaac Luke cops a suspension throughout the year. Yeah. They've got to troll a young kid called Apisai Coruscant. Yeah. Apisai Coruscant ends up starting in a grand final and premiership winning number nine. Luke Keary hadn't debuted till, uh, hadn't started that year until mm. round 17. So Blake Taff, is it over to you? Is it Cody Walker back to fullback? But there's an opportunity regardless. It goes to someone. Geez, you want, geez, you want Cody at at five eight. They like yeah. a couple yeah. of those passes last night. Are like, what yeah, can, on he, earth is going on? You can't sacrifice him at five eight. No, you you, leave him. He's got to be there, mate. You can't put him at fullback. He's no got way. the hot hand, and and it's been hot all year. And you can only imagine it's going to get hotter into the finals. So let's get behind this uh, new recruit. And yeah. um, who knows? This could be the this could be the narrative. Could be the narrative. Uh, uh, Raiders defeated the Warriors. So the Warriors are officially done. They led 16 points to nil, boys. 16 oh. points to nil. And, and the big turning point, he hadn't long been on the field. 
And Charles Nikolkloster, he comes on yeah. and scores a with a player. minute to go to half time. But that was shortly after Sean O'Sullivan's going to score. Mm. Our ball gets kicked from his hand. No try. It would have been 22 points to nil. That was it. That, that was the Raiders' season done and dusted. Yep. They find a way back. They've got a pulse. And we'll go th- in fact, you know what we can we'll go through that a little bit later on as to the permutations of this final series. But by Jesus, Spud, Jordan Rapiner, hasn't he? Just come up to a new level at fullback. No, oh, I love him as a player. He just he's just he's always smiling. He's one of those smiling assassins. He's always got a smile on his face. You know, he's, um, I'm just trying to work out does he wear a mouth guard because he's got the most magnificent teeth. Yeah. You know? Oh, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. And, yeah. and uh, his haircut's always immaculate. She's that Corey Horsbury. He, he, he had a shocker two plays in a row, didn't he? Absolute shocker. Then he gets the ball like a halfback in the centre of the field, and you think, oh, knowing Ricky's his coach, because Ricky's a punishing coach, you yeah. know, I can imagine if you stuff up on the field, you've got to do 500 laps of Canberra in the yeah. nude in the middle of winter, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you think, Horsbury gets the ball, and I think he's just going to go forward and go, sorry, Ricky. He just whips out this, this pass <laughs> oh, no. to the left, and they score. I'm oh, like, no. that's one way to redeem yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and it was a shabby pass, too, it was wasn't it? Shabby <laughs> Going back to um, you know, Corey, like, when I'm doing the uh, when I was doing the New South Wales Cup, um, I used to go in the sheds and have a chat to a couple of the front rowers because I, I don't know what I'm talking about, mate. I want collision. I want something yeah. to chat about, and so I go and see the front rowers. But I've always liked him because he's a redhead. And I went yeah, up and yeah. said hello to him. He put his handshake out and he gave me this bit of a wet handshake. I said, mate, before you shake my hand, screw- I, I don't know the bloke. I'm telling him to squeeze my hand harder. Anyway. Next thing, um, I see he's on the bench. I had a chat to Ricky. I said, mate, I had a word to uh, Corey. So, mate, he just thinks he's going to come back in the first grade. And I said, well, sometimes you've got to work bloody hard. So yeah. I was doing text messages, keep doing your extras, blah, blah, blah. And then I then I heard that he he got he went to Bulldogs for, for two weeks online. So I got in touch with him. And I rang him up personally. And he was, like, pretty stoked. I rang him. I said, mate, this is your opportunity to jam someone really hard. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Go out there and do your job. Come off the bench. Think about the bench play. It's it's a it's not as easy as what you think. You got to it's like a washing machine going. You got to watch the game. If you start looking around and have a look at the mm-hmm. time, and you jump in, you're going to get thrown out. You got to be in the game. His first two games for the uh, he did two games down there for the Bulldogs, and this was his thing off the bench. As you said, he came out. He had a shocker straight away. He was still but, dusting the Bulldog stuff off him when he. Came. I, I think he was. Yeah, the old Camry banks down, but then. It, a little stroke of magic, and suddenly it's all forgotten. Ricky's jumping up, hugging anybody yeah. who works on the staff team in, in, in his chinos, and Canberra into into the finals. And I, I think Ricky said it um, in the in the post match that we were a bit shit, and they yeah. were. Yeah. You know, they're kind of similar to Newcastle. They've got the players. They seem to have the desire, but they're running into each other. Yeah. They're Can stuck t- between two ideas of footy, aren't they? Playing footy, playing block plays. Finchie and I, um, we called the game, and uh, we got a lot of text messages from Raiders fans, right? And they were most disappointed about, and you'd hate this, bud, uh, the Raiders kept staying down, grabbing their head. There was about yeah. five or six penalties. No. But you know the worst of all time? In mm. fact, I'm going to bring this up on Monday as well. Was Jordan Rapiner stays down, grabs the head, mm. right? And I said to Finchie, they get the penalty. And they take the penalty 40 metres out. And I said to Finchie, I said, the rugby league karma gods will not allow this kick to go over. H- how can you one moment be grabbing your head and then 36 seconds later be striking a kick for a goal to take a lead in the match? It was... I'll tell you why, because you're playing soccer. Yeah. And that's what it's starting to look like. That's right. Oh, sir, oh, sir, I felt like the big opera. Yeah. And then suddenly you're up going, yeah, I'll take the kick. Yeah. It's, um, it was a bad look. But also, the amount of blokes now turning their back in the fence. Imagine playing, like, I love to whack a few blokes in the ribs. Yeah. They won't turn their back. you got to whack them in the back of the ribs. There's an opportunity there. But they, because they do so much leg work, Brenda, they, 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 
the quad muscles are massive. So you can see their yeah. legs are still moving. They might get five metres, but what happens, your name, name of the game is to get the player on his back. If, you, if he lands on the front, he gets a quick play of the ball. Mate, it's pretty hard to put Blake down without getting him on his back and not hurting his neck. And I, I, I look at some of these penalties. They, I reckon that the penalty should go against them for running backwards. Yeah, I think there's got to be something in there for, for manipulating the situation with the referee. But you've got to give it to the, to the Warriors again. Yeah. Um, away from home again for another season. We just forget that all the time. We would say that Nathan Brown's had a good effect, wouldn't we? Because they're not playing that kind of under-sixes style of throwing the ball around and just going off pure skill. Uh, Bradbury moment. Hey, Joel, John Reinberger debut 1975 grand final. What a moment, uh, says Brian. Yeah, so good timing as well, Brian, because, of course, tonight the Melbourne Storm get a chance to beat that record of that very side, the 1975 Roosters, where they won 19 in a row. Melbourne Storm could make it 20 in a row for a record. Uh, this is in the 81stminute.com. The story is about a man named John Reinberger, and this is for people who don't know about him. As history remembers a 75 decider, it's easy to forget Reinberger. So let's go back 12 months prior to the 20th of September, 1975. Reinberger, a talented sportsman who would go on to play grade cricket for Sydney, was trying and failing to make a dent as a winger for Eastern Suburbs Rugby Union. The East Rugby Club really didn't see much in him, and Reinberger was eventually punted from their fourth grade team, Reinberger couldn't get any further away from a grand final at the SCG. This is just 12 months before him. Jack Gibson Roosters gave him a slim hope. He was graded with the tricolours at the start of 75 and went into the club's under-23 squad. Under the tutelage of Gibson and the leadership of Beetson, East dominated the premiership season, going to the finals with a 22 record. They won the minor premiership by a clear 10 points. Injury prevailed and it allowed a Reinberger, oh, in fact, in an upset third place St. George Illawarra, St. George side rather, no St. George Illawarra, defeated the Roosters 8-5 to be the first team through to the grand final. The minor premiers came back the next week and eliminated Manly to book a rematch with the Red V. But it was in the preliminary final that Reinberger's life would change forever. With 15 minutes to play and the Roosters dominating, Reinberger was just another no-name on the bench. With 10 minutes to play, he was thrown into the middle of the SCG after international centre Harris collapsed on the ground with a broken leg. Reinberger played the last 10 minutes of the prelim final, Coach Gibson then flung Reinberger into the grand final. It wasn't just the biggest game of Reinberger's career. It would be only his second, his only starting appearance in first grade rugby league. How many other players can you name that accomplished what Reinberger did? The answer is zero. So his one and only starting game was a grand final and they win 38 points to nil. So there is your Bradbury moment Well, you moment would there. retire after that too, wouldn't you? You'd walk away going, it's done. <laughs> it's it's it. done, everybody. Yes. I'm out of here. In the AFL, Marlon Pickett. Yeah. He got plucked out of obscurity to win a grand final with the... That'll do me. Welcome back to the best of crunch time, and it was Brennan Kell's time to shine in Seg 3. Leads versus supporting actors and some of the great missed parts in film history. Dan Wiley, the Australian actor, yeah. we always used to have a thing um, on stage where if you lost the bet... Um, when we went out to do a play, you had to say, take off your trousers um, on stage <laughs> or, or in a scene on television. Put, that in, put it in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you'd be out and you'd be up like, how many years have we been doing this? Take off your trousers. <laughs> and you just had to like try to, and if you didn't, you know, you'd get punished. Oh. So you had to find a way to put, take off your Mate, trousers. about take off your trousers, Joel, right? <laughs> Seriously, I went and seen Brendo in that. What was that play? Um, it was at the little Belvedere Theatre. Oh, the Belvoir. Dark Bel- Room. Oh, the dark Room. Belvedere. Yeah. I, I got my own way of saying things. But what was it called again? The Dark Room. The Dark it was Room. was at the Belvoir Street I went, Street went theater, with Wayne yeah. Blair, and, and Wayne's, Wayne Blair's telling me saying things like, Spud, you've got etiquette, you've got to watch yourself, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'm not going to yell out and start clapping and carrying on anyway, but there's a scene where Brendan was un, in, under the sheets and um, it was it, it was interlude or have a bit of a break and we've come out and the light's are on this bed next thing he just gets out and he's, he's stark as... Oh, it's Miss Julie. Was it Miss Julie? Well, yeah, yeah. Come out he and knew I'm, exactly where I was yeah. and he had to go and pick something up and he's turned his backside towards me and I've seen the big Jats crackers <laughs> look at me and I'm like, I feel like it's going, you're right there, right? <laughs> it was one of the funniest moments. He just knew exactly where I was. He, he got out of his bed and he's like, okay, the wheels are out next. He's just turned his backside and picked something. Oh, mate. I had to put the shorts on. So I used to find someone in the audience and just go right over there, then spin round and just give them the whole, all the information. Oh, yes. I mean, that's what you pay your ticket for, isn't it? Oh, it was, mate, that's I, live theatre, and that's what we're missing. Mate, these I've days. only seen three plays, and you've ever been in two of them. So, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. I know. I remember in the downstairs theatre, um, <laughs> walk on stage, Spud's taken up about half of it. There's this tiny little theatre with little bench seats. There's just these legs that's and right. thighs, and arms are like, how's this bloke fitting in here? Oh. I tell you, this, I, I laughed at this, and, and good on you, Muhab. Uh, so, Muhab texts this in 0457. 736736. He says, uh, Hi, Joel and Finchie. Sign me up for that Zoom call. That sounds awesome. It sends his email, which is great. And I, and, and I will keep you there, Moohab, for next week's Zoom. We'll throw you on the list. And then, and then writes, uh, Sorry, boys, disregard that last message. I'm listening to the podcast of last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moohab, uh, mate, we'll throw you on. We'll throw you on next week, mate. But we appreciate uh, your humour in all of that. Uh, Sharky's come in and he said, um, Rick Astley, uh, never going to give up. That was a I'm song. Never going to give up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I think he did do a cover of Crying in the Chapel. And did he not do the ballad Quicksand? He says, Crying in the Chapel, Pete Blakely. Oh, Pete Blakely. I'm yeah. getting my Pete Blakely's and my Rick Astley's mixed up. <laughs> hey, Common mistake. I'm human. I'm yeah, flawed. I've got exactly. one from my... Uh, Brother-in-law, Rod, he, he likes to listen to our show, SEN 1170, but he, he said, I heard that Sharon Stone was the number 16 pick Whoa. for Basic Instinct. Is that right? What scene was it? What did they go in there and say, okay, I want you to sit down well, there? And... Well, 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 yeah, I I'm just asking what scene is, mate. Right. You're, you're in the game, but yeah. Yeah. was it say, hi, I'm, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, number, I don't, 16, I number 16. Number 16. I'd, I'd say there wouldn't be auditions. When you're at that level, it's just offers because the, the movie star gets the money yep. for the movie. That's why they have so much power. Right. So they it'd just be like who's they just go down the list of who is the most bankable stars. But you know, know when they pick the main lead, right, and then they have a, a sidekick. Yeah. Just say the sidekick kicks his ass, as in does a performance that blows him off. Or is it? Or someone's well, that's very he's, standard. Is a, because the the lead part is often not the most exciting role. Yeah. Because the lead part stuff happens to them. You know what I mean? They they don't. Whereas the the guy next to him. He's making stuff happen. Yes. Like he's the character. But that's why those Malkovich, Philip Seymour Hoffman, all those actors, yeah. they kill it in every movie because they come in and go, I've got the crazy yeah. guy. I've got the guy with more flamboyance. Whereas the Tom Cruiser in the middle going, okay. how am I going to deal with this? Do you they, know? Um, the directors, if, he, can he, if, he, if the director senses that, does he pull him back or does he just let him keep going? Well, I think it'd be different. I think I've seen movie stars mm. kind of say, hey, can that guy settle down? Yeah. Because he's, you know, as they say, eating up the scenery. Mm. Um, and, and that often happens on sets where you go, God, this guy's having a real bit of an act over here. Yeah. And and in a movie, you want to get, not unlike a, a football team, you want to get everyone in the same movie. Because yeah. sometimes people are in a big comedy. People are underacting. It's like, let's all be in the same style, yeah. be it naturalism, melodrama, you know, a thriller yeah. or whatever. You've got to make sure everyone's in the same film. And that's a good director. Yeah, but I just think, uh, you know, one of the, 
favourite movies, but this guy unfortunately has passed away, and you will you will have known him, Heath Ledger. Yeah. How he how he did uh, the Joker that time. That he went inside that character, didn't he? We, don't, oh, yeah. we know that was an incredible performance. Um, yeah. I'm sure it was Batman, but mate, all I can remember that about that movie is him the way he was. You know, it's yeah. And then the passing, but you can just tell he was um he actually he turned into that character. Oh yeah, and he was like that to be. I met him a couple of times. He's mesmerising to be around. He just has. He's beautiful. He has mm. energy. He's intelligent, and he and he was the most present guy. Like he, when he met me, he just sits there listening to you, peering That's right fair. into you. He's yeah. not one of those blokes looking over your shoulder yeah, in the okay. foyer, going, "Where do I get a better job? Who can I talk to?" He was such a sweet guy mm. as well. But yeah, he was turning into a real character actor yeah. um, around the time of his death, which which added to the tragedy of you know yeah. he was just starting to show what he had. You know? Yeah, well, the the good actors and like I said, I've, I've been. Fortunate enough, I've never been in a movie set before, but when Russell did um, Cinderella Man, yeah, just going back, going through what had had to happen. Um, unfortunately, Russell, I remember at training, and uh, he had to th- had to throw all these punches. He had a choreographer come out there, and I'll throw all these punches. Next thing, I thought someone shot him because he hit the ground that hard, but he blew his shoulder, and he had to have a shoulder operation, which nearly put eighty million dollar film into disarray. Put it back a few, put it back nearly two months. He had Errol Oilcott come in because he got in touch with Shane Warne. He said, Warne, he said. Errol will fix it because he's an Australian physio. Next thing, Errol's overseas with us. And Russell, mate, dead said he had to get down get down to certain size. And there's different scenes where he's fat and skinny. But I remember he's, for rhythm as a boxer, he'd be in the lift for going to work and he'd be, he'd be shaking from side to side. I'm thinking, wow. mate, what are you doing, mate? It was yeah. just the rhythm of being a boxer. Oh, he's that skipping. good. He's that for good, a character actor, it was quite amazing to see live. Just on acting, and uh, Ellie Wicks throughout the week on Driver Joel and Fletch tipped us into White Lotus, and, and Brooksy yeah. loves it. Brooksy's all over I it. I believe I tipped you into it about a week and a half ago. <laughs> yes, you probably I'm going to claim it. Yes, you did. I don't think you guys listen to me. You wait till old, <laughs> old Ellie, comes, Ellie comes in. Yes. Hi, I'm Ellie. And you're like, yeah, we'll listen to you. Yeah, that's right. You did yeah. tip us yeah, White no, Lotus. don't worry about no, it. No, but sometimes that happens in life where... Sometimes you get told something and it's in the memory bank and then someone yeah, else tells you. Confirms it. Confirms it, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, we've been watching White Lotus and we're only halfway through. So we're getting the halftime speech now. So three episodes down, three yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were telling us a fascinating story off air about how White Lotus come of age. Yeah, this because the writer, Mike White, you'd, you would know some of his other stuff. He wrote a, a TV series called Enlightenment. and Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. H- hence the name, you think? Yeah, and he... And he um, and he wrote a couple of Ben Stiller movies mm. and stuff like this, and he's you know, um, big time American writer. But I think you know, and a, a mate of mine, Jermaine, has worked with him a couple of times. An actor, Jermaine Clement, has worked with him a couple of times, and he just said, "Look, I, I just love Hawaii. I never want to leave, so I'm yeah. just going to write as many things as I can, so I can stay in Hawaii." But <laughs> HBO called him up, and because we're in COVID, yeah. um, you know, there wasn't you can't shoot anything in America. Everything's in crisis, and he just said to Mike, "Can you write something?" In one location in Hawaii, I think that's all we can do. But if you write something, he goes, leave it with me. Wow. Comes up with White Lotus. Wow. And, you know, there's there's a lot of shows now about diversity and those issues. And this is a very white show, yeah. but it's about that because it's about white entitlement. It's these couples, mm. these really rich middle upper class couples going to this Hawaiian resort and the kind of disregard for the native aspects of yeah. where it is. And, and that all just subtly comes through. And you can see how hard these, you know, well-to-do white people are, are going at trying to enjoy themselves yeah. on holiday and the marital issues and the, the, the bloke who just 
wants wants a better room and the woman with the, the mother's ashes and it's so funny it's so beautiful to look it's, at, a, it's um, about stuff as well refreshing show because it's just very different to what you're used to seeing isn't yeah. it yeah it's so and there's something unnerving about it yeah. like you're watching a normal drama it's almost soapy a bit and it's also beautiful but something underneath that you're like oh god what's you know you feel like there's something lurking underneath yeah, it yeah. and i think that's the identification that we have with it you know that you go oh this is too familiar yeah this holiday without giving it away right yeah. because i'm only at half time yeah could there be a number 2 or no oh of course i think as long as you have great characters yes um you know the role of the writer is to take great characters put them in a corner and think you can't get them out. Just torture your characters. Yes. You know? And that, as long as you got great characters, you come up with another circumstance. Yes. Just to put them under pressure, because that's what we want to watch is the characters we fell in love with. And oh, I, I, I when I finished it, I, I was like, I could watch this a hundred weeks in a row. Wow. Just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Tonight, and everyone tonight. was so attractive as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a great Aussie guy in it who plays the hotel manager, yeah. and he's come out of nowhere. This bloke, like I think okay. he's been in LA, plugging away, yeah, doing the odd commercial, and all of a sudden he's just—it's like his whole life yeah. was a collection of days up until his audition to play this guy. Now his career will change yeah. forever. Well, he's just built to yeah. play the hotel manager. So Murray Bartlett is the guy's name. Now I, right. I imagine Brendan that an actor—we uh, hadn't heard of Murray Bartlett. No, would be very similar to a boxer. You know, you, you get paid for your next one. Yeah. So Murray Bartlett would be fair to say, no, no dissimilar to Matt Burton at the Panthers. Yeah. You know, you get paid for tomorrow. So Matt Burton's flying, mm. not being remunerated accordingly right now, but his next gig, which is the Canterbury Bulldogs. So for the listeners out there, if you're having a stab at the dark and if you're the manager of Murray Bartlett, this is his first one. <laughs> what, what would he be getting for White Lotus? Is he scrapping oh. away? He 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 would be getting you know there's there's equity rates which is you know SAG rates actually in America Screen Screen Actors Guild yes so he he'd probably be on a day rate yep um because he probably you know or or a weekly rate of a few grand yep you know a few grand a week yep um a lot of the actors in big Marvel movies and things like that will take a low fee so they'll take a hundred grand for the six months yep but. I want 10% of my figurines, yep. of the oh, musicals, wow. of the animation and all yeah. that stuff. So you chuck, you, you jam up the big end on the, on the stuff and you just take your 80 grand, 100 grand to, to, to see you through. And, um, but he, he would have been grateful to be there. So he wouldn't have got paid that's, at all. That's my point. But a, now, a lost leader in many ways. Yeah, but he might get his own comedy now of, you know, and, or he might get cast in a thriller. Welcome back to the best of crunch time and the broom has been got out to put through the Bulldogs. The cash cost of NRL players stuffing up. Lachlan Lewis selling a speaker on eBay. Imagine if we went down to, you know, the mall in Brisbane uh, or the mall in, in uh, Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide whatever the case may be. And West you Field. surveyed a thousand people and you led with this, right? Uh, you got this from Channel 9 and it says, Nine's Danny Wilder reports the Bulldogs... Board is discussing the serious matter after the issue was discovered by the club in the past 24 hours about Lachlan Lewis. So if you were only given that clip and they said, right, we're going to survey a thousand people, tell us what's happened, right? How many people in all of those capital cities answer, Lockie Lewis mm. has tried to sell a speaker on eBay? What's he on at the Bulldogs? 450,000 apparently. He's, he's on 450. Yeah. He's struggling for 500. 
And what's yeah. and that that's a fair bit of money. I don't know about you, Spud, but speaker. that's a that's a fair speaker. That's, that's a, a subwoofer at least. Sub, bit of bit of sub, bit of bass. <laughs> <laughs> you whack the old Chemical Brothers on that yeah. on a Saturday night. But another stat for you, uh, Brenda. I know you're the king of stats. Um, yeah, mate, I love. Um, I heard something this week. Um, the Canterbury side as a whole team of what is there, thirty in the team? They've only scored two hundred eighty-four points. Oh yeah. Okay. There's one guy in the competition. Plays for Manly, winger. He's he's had a fantastic year. He has scored two hundred and seventy-four points by himself. How many the Bulldogs got? Two eighty-four. There's a difference. So he's of 10. ten behind. It's embarrassing. Wow. Ruben Garrick. Ruben Garrick has scored the same amount of points as the Bulldogs, but has he found his way into the electrical goods service industry? That's right. <laughs> Lachlan Lewis has. I think. Um, I think we, we, um, we, we, we've got some reports of it uh, after the break. So we're going to take a break and we're going to have it very, very shortly. Just before we go to the break, Brendo, has anything like this happened in the acting world? Do you know what? It's funny you say that. I I, um, I once did a B-grade horror movie right. uh, called Salem's Lot. Yes. Um, it was when there was the um, Hollywood on the Gold Coast and they used to do all these B-grade movies and all that <laughs> stuff. Xena, Princess Warrior. Oh, yeah. I did a one called Monster. Um, and I played in, in Salem's lot, I played Dud, who was a Dud. kind of uh, mentally retarded man who worked at the tip yes. and I had a limp. Um, and Rutger Hauer was in it. Donald Sutherland was in it. Uh, Samantha Morton. Am I getting them mixed up? Anyway, Rob Lowe was in, it was in this and Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe. Yeah. And he'd come off, um, you know, what was the lawyer one with the tall doors and he's walking through, uh, Really, oh. the you know the really good show with the really good, the uh, <laughs> God, I've lost my mind. That's okay, we'll get it. Um, so he he was a big star again, Rob, and he he was very upset at the um, he was very upset at the uh, accommodation. He wouldn't stay in this hotel in Melbourne. They got him a five star hotel. Wouldn't stay there. They said they got him his own. I oh, wow. wouldn't stay in this apartment. They eventually bought him a house. Oh, on the on the on they? the river, not the West Wing. West Wing, West yeah, Wing. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he come off West Wing. Um, one of my favourite shows I couldn't remember. You know, and you just can't see yeah, something. Blank. Um, yeah, and and he come off the West Wing, and so they they end up buying him a, a million dollar house on the water, just for this eight weeks or whatever that he was there. They put in stereo. They put in an Xbox. You know, a blender, um, the Nintendo, all this stuff for him that he'd ordered. Yep. Apparently, Rob is finally happy. Everyone, Rob's happy. Rob's happy. And, you know, there was a couple of nights on set where, you know, kids had come across the street. We're setting up for a change, and a kid had come up for an autograph. He'd go, give me my space, please. Like, Uh, you wouldn't sign it. That kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm a young actor going, oh, wow, so this really exists. Because if you do that in Australia, you do it as a joke. Yeah. And then you go over and you meet the whole family. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's (laughs) Australia. And we used to do that as a joke. No, 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 don't come near me. Don't look me in the eye. (laughs) And then I'm seeing it live. I'm going, all right, so that happens. (laughs) I thought it was a joke. Wow. Anyway, um, Rob leaves the set, goes back to America. The producers are like, you know what he did? Took the blender, the Nintendo, the Xbox, (laughs) all the stuff that they'd put in the house. Rob Lowe, no. multi, multi-millionaire, took off with the old Xbox. There's some flogs out there, isn't there? I'm looking at him now. I've got him up on the uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, Rob, I know you're listening because you do listen to Coach yeah, Time on a Saturday. You're an A-grade, mate. Massive yeah. Titans fan. <laughs> you're, yeah. <laughs> you're an A-grade. Just shows what state the Bulldogs are in and mm. that all those players are so confused. They're in, they're out, they're going, they're staying. It's a bad club. It's a great club. Um, I think I'll grab a speaker.
and M- sell it. How many other players are the brooms going to go through? Oh, well, you're just giving them an opportunity. $450,000, mm. uh, Spud. It's a lot of It's a fun. lot of folding, isn't mm. it? It's a lot of folding for a young person to get a massive start in their life. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Josh Dugan, another one who found. So Josh Dugan. Wow. I understand he's on about $800,000 a year. His contract would end in two or three months. Uh, it works out to be about $66,000 a month, right? He's been slugged $50,000 for that COVID breach. He's second. When you take out tax and you take the 50000 out, that could be the end of the big dosh for Josh Dugan. Which... It's 130000 they'll save if they get rid of him, isn't it? Yeah. From the eight hundred they owed him. Yeah. And he's already lost twenty five thousand a few weeks ago when he had a dinner that, with that's right four blokes. Yeah. Um, and then to do his livestock farming, <laughs> he's lost another fifty. Yeah. So it seems like either he's just not reading the Guardian or the SMH in the morning, <laughs> or he doesn't care. Yeah. And he's trying to really get under people's skin, and he's that kind of rebel who's driving in traffic the opposite way, yeah. and he's trying to make a point. Yeah. Like, is this what he's kind of doing? And that's it for another edition of the Best of Crunch Time. Remember, tune in 12 o'clock every Saturday. You can catch the boys chatting footy, life, everything else. We'll see you then. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91